What's up, you beautiful people? This is Gary Horn, and this is the NWA, and this is a special bonus episode. Folks, I know the quarantine's got us all going crazy, and so it's kind of tough to keep up with everything. You don't know what day it is, you don't know what you've heard, what you haven't heard, and that sort of thing. And even the NWA, our friends over at the National Wrestling Alliance, they're trying to keep content flowing, and they're repackaging some of their stuff. And I thought to myself, you know, if they're going to do that, we should do that for you guys too. So recently, this past week, as this is being recorded, they released a new repackaged version of the feud between Tim Storm and Josephus that led to an empty arena match. Well, what I did is I dug down in the archives because some of you are just now becoming NWA fans and maybe fans of the show. And uh, you don't know, we've covered a lot of this stuff. So I've uh, clipped out uh, some discussion on that very same thing. I hope you guys dig it. I think the discussion is still completely relevant. We get into some of the stuff about the world of wrestling in general. Uh, my guest on this episode is Mr. Miles Griffin. He is from the More You Nerd podcast. You guys might like them. You should check them out over at, at The More You Nerd. Those folks talk about all kinds of nerdy stuff. You know, just from video games, to pop culture, movies, music, trivia, everything. You guys got to go check them out. It's a really good show. And Miles was nice enough to stop by. And we watched back into the old 10 Pounds of Gold series for some of it. Uh, if you haven't heard it on the show, I used to go through it with all kinds of different guests. Uh, people that were fans of wrestling, people that weren't fans of wrestling, that sort of thing. If it's something you dig, even, I mean, maybe it's something we can bring back. I love talking to other people about wrestling. And I think some of you out there like hearing it. But anyway, so Miles and I... We uh, sit down and we talk about Josephus and the build-up all the way until the empty arena match and the party afterwards, which is one of my favorite ND NWA videos to this day. We're having a party! I hope you guys will check it out. Also, just don't forget this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. You think of a guy like Josephus, you know a guy like that. He's a very hairy man, very long beard, very long hair, but I know that Josephus also takes care of where it counts, just like a guy like me does, the beard, the hair. But guys, you're stuck in quarantine. You gotta have something to trim it up downstairs and you don't want to rely on a straight razor. Please don't do that. And you don't wanna rely on a normal uh, trimmer because that's just not the way to do things when you're dealing with your most prized possession. That's why our friends over at manscaped.com developed the Lawnmower 3.0. With a ceramic blade and its advanced skin safe technology, that thing will not nick or cut you where you don't want to be nicked or cut. I think you know what I'm talking about. Down there below in the balls section, your testicles. All right, anyway, listen, it's important that you keep them safe, especially if you're trapped indoors with your wife or your girlfriend or something like that. So just make sure you check this out. It's got some quiet stroke technology. Nobody's going to hear you. Nobody's going to know. Keep yourself real private and uh, take as long as you want because it's got a 90-minute battery just straight through. This thing is going to last, and uh, you can you can do all kinds of designs if you want, just whatever whatever you're feeling froggy and, and you want to do down there. Manscaped has got you covered. If you're listening to me speak right now, just trust me. These guys stand behind their product, and so do I. You can go over to manscaped.com right now and use the code NWAPOD. That's N-W-A-P-O-D. 
and you can get 20% off the entire store. I'm not just talking about the Lawnmower 3.0. I'm talking about their ball deodorant. I'm talking about everything. He's smelling good, looking good, especially, you know, if you're out there and you're just like cruising Tinder. All you can do with Tinder right now is just send like quiet little pictures to each other and you want everything to look fine. So you, you make sure you do that. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. I'm just saying the thing you should do is go to manscaped.com and support these guys, especially during this hard time. They're offering you a product you need and they're still shipping and they're good, good people. So go over there, manscaped.com, 20% off with the code NWAPOD. Oh, and free shipping. Come on, free shipping. This is a no brainer. Go do it. Go help out the show. We guys love you and you love us and we want to help each other and we want to grow. And this is how we do it. You go use that code NWAPOD and I promise you will not regret it and your balls will thank you. Sorry for any children in the audience. You may not know what this is like yet, but someday you will. And it's very, very important. All right. Well, that's enough of that. I am at This Is Gary Horn on all the social medias. The show is at The NWA Pod. Please check us out and give us a follow if you haven't already. Revamping the YouTube channel. I need you to click that link and go subscribe on YouTube if you haven't done that, uh, which you probably haven't because we had to start from scratch. So we thank you so much for all the support. I mean it, honest to God. This gives me life during this quarantine. And so that's why I want to sit down and make things like this happen. So no more talking from me. Check out Miles Griffin over here here at The More You Nerd. Here we go with some talk about Josephus versus Tim Storm. Tim Storm stuff to me, especially, is is well worth watching. Oh. He only gets a little play in these episodes that we see, and but I got everything I needed from the first video with Josephus, <laughs> which that was such a great starting point because I'm a person that loves characters, and I miss when the WWE had a ton of like characters, right? So the first thing I get is this video that opens up with like some nice shots of the the wilderness, and then this this bushy bearded dude with reading glasses is philosophizing for a minute and then we go into this whole thing about tim storm and his uh this this whole like he lost three percent of his vision and it just it's it's, this this rant just turns crazy and i love it (laughs) and then we go into his spiritual advisor and like from that first video i was just like oh man uh, I am in. <laughs> so that first video you're talking about would be uh, technically number 44. I don't think I'm going to start counting all of these. It's just getting ridiculous. It's just the next video. It's called Josephus makes an offer to Tim Storm from his 45 day period of contemplation. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Like <laughs> it is good. It's, it's, it's showing him walking down the dirt road. Uh, I think his first slide is the long, long, the long, lonely road of self is filled with cows grazing along the yeah, way. Isn't he reading um, Jean-Paul Sartre or he something? He sure is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's day 14. Day 11, he's playing the bass. <laughs> day 14. Nature, nature brings us back to oneness with who we are. That's a quote from his spiritual advisor. Although we've never seen her talk. No. Never see her talk at all. But uh, apparently she said that to him. But yeah, he's reading Being in Nothingness by John Paul Sartre. This is because I am my own detachment. 
I am my own nothingness, simply because I am my own mediator between me and me, all objectivity disappears. Being in nothingness, Jean-Paul Sartre. I sent a text after watching this, and uh, oh, it was a simple text. It wasn't anything bad. It just said, this Josephus stuff is a trip. Yeah. And I, I was all in. And it's one of those things where we always kind of, I, it didn't click with me until towards the end of the video. I'm like, oh, he's kind of the bad guy. And typically in, in, in wrestling, the bad guys are super kinetic. They're more interesting. You know, yeah. the baby faces, as long as they're, they, are, uh, they have enough charisma to hold the mic and, and talk and not sound like an idiot, that's what they're supposed to do. Something you're touching on a lot is something that, you know, Fred and I, in our uh, chats about wrestling, sometimes we, we get into disagreements. Like, he's he's more of a... <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> uh, on the Psychotronic Discord, I have to listen to these two yahoos go back and forth. I typically end up agreeing with you. Well, um, yeah, and, and I mean, it's not that Fred's wrong about some things. He, he's he very much... You can much, say it. Fred's wrong. Well, Fred, I feel like, is very... Uh, much in Fred that I'm referring to as the guest on last week's show. He's very much an in-ring performance kind of guy. Absolutely. And he, he seems to not think that story and character are as important as producing in the ring, which I get. I, I get it. I don't agree, but yeah. I get it. Yeah. They're, I, they, are, they are both equally important to delivering an entertaining wrestling show. I think it's a nice combination of all of these things. Like, right. In-ring performance is great, especially... If you're already a fan of the product, like you're right. already a fan of the show, then it takes it another level that these guys produce like a hell of a match. But the, I, my whole thing always is that the thing that makes you care, the thing that's interesting about the match is who these people are. Right. And why it's important that they're fighting. Ab no, absolutely. I, and I It agree. helps that it pays off in the match. But you first got to get people right. invested into it. I love that you're, you're, you're emphasizing to me as if I was arguing against you. And I'm like, no, no, listen I, me, I am on your side. You listen to me. <laughs> and I'm just kidding, Fred. You know I love you. But but yeah, it, I think that the character is very important. So what what's really cool about the NWA thus far, if you've been following along, Tim Storm was the baby face of all baby faces. Yeah. Like he's he is a school teacher. He's an older guy. He's like the... Wiley better. He, he checks off all those like those the, the things you want. The every man, the good family man. He does the right thing. Like he, he just he he embodies like you said, the baby face. He's everything that you could possibly want in a good guy wrestler. And then Nick Aldis comes along. Now he's like the young buck. Like he's arrogant, he's or, or confident, and he thinks he deserves the spot. There's a heelish quality to him, but he's and, also and like this, this honorable. Is the problem I have with Nick Aldis, not not Nick Aldis personally. Nick Aldis, the character is it, they seem to I, kind of. I was about to say because I'm sure he you could say it to his face if you have a problem I, with Nick Aldis. I don't have a problem with Nick Aldis. I'm just the writing for his character. <laughs> they seem to kind of don't backpedal now, Bias. I'm not backpedaling. <laughs> they seem to want to put him in the 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 center. Like they want to put him on that fine line between the two. Like he's not full babyface, but he's not full heel. It's like part good guy John Cena and part the Miz like it's it, like he, he wants he operates in this gray area yeah and it that was honestly and I know I'm jumping ahead of myself but that that was disconcerting for his for for me for his character because when you have someone like Tim Storm who is like yeah he's he's you know an old veteran trying to get this one last good run in and you have all these great things that sets up a great good guy versus bad guy story. And then you've got this amazing Yahoo in Josephus delivering this big manifesto about wanting to, to fight Tim Storm. And, and 
from the get-go, I was in. Yeah, well, so Josephus is like the third guy that they introduced in this series, and it and he definitely is the heel. So like at, he's he's a bad dude. He doesn't he he does the great heel thing of thinking that he's in the right. Right. He's, and I think that's what's fun about him is he does not he's not one of those he's not he's not a bad boy, you know? Yeah. No, he's a zealot, and that makes him way more fun. Right. Uh, so my question, as and this might be an annoying question for people who have listened to the first couple episodes or know a lot about the NWA, is Josephus the only kind of character that they have in terms of the more outlandish kind of things where he's this, like, you know, crazed, you know, spiritual character? Because, you know, back in the classic, you know, WWE, you had the Macho Man Randy Savage, you had the Ultimate Warrior, the Undertaker, Kane, Mankind, like, crazy characters. Is he the only person that's that's a real character? I would say that thus far, Josephus is definitely the one that embodies that kind of thing. They need more um, of that. Wrestling yeah. in general needs more of that. Yeah, I mean, that is a thing that a lot of people are interested in in wrestling. I mean, it's tough right now because wrestling's in this place where they try to portray this reality aspect of everything. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to that because I, I, have, I have some comments about um, or some questions about a further video that, that touches in on that. So Josephus, yeah, he he definitely, like you said, is a zealot. I mean, Nick Aldis, I like what he does personally because he's a throwback oh, to absolutely. classic champions, I think. He looks um, like a champion. Yeah. You know, when yeah, he, when he walks into the room, we had this conversation before we started recording. When he walks in the room, you look at him and he's like, oh, man, that's a champion. He's, he's confident. He's well-spoken. He's like super well-dressed. He's big as hell. Yeah, he has all the qualities that you you want to see in a champion. Somebody like yeah, him walking through an airport or walking into a room, it will make people stop and be like, "All right, who is this guy?" Okay, Whiplash. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's uh, truck down the video a little bit more here. Uh, The spiritual advisor gives Josephus fifteen minutes a day of social media, and uh, (laughs) I know even just those little parts I love. Uh, So (laughs) using that time, he found out that Tim Storm has lost the championship. And that Tim Storm is blaming Josephus because uh, uh, if you're just tuning in, Josephus attacked Tim Storm brutally and uh, cracked some ribs with a ladder, that sort of thing. Josephus says that we live in a culture that blames everybody else, and there's no reason to blame Josephus. He's the one who chose to go to CZW injured. Uh, Josephus doesn't blame Tim Storm for losing 3% vision in his eye. Which, how, how, how do you judge that? <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what we talked about last episode. I, it's just like, uh, what a what a off-the-wall percentage amount. But I, I love that about his character, is that he does these kind of nonsensical things. And this is me personally. This is just something I have I have missed from wrestling, is having crazy characters. I don't like the more reality and views stuff. Like, some of the drama is fun, but I don't want that to be the fuel. I, I loved the antics. I loved how... Like, in the late 90s and early 2000s, wrestling was basically a super-powered yeehaw soap opera. I mean, even in, say, WWE right now, like the closest thing you have to somebody like this, I would say, is probably like a Bray Wyatt or something or like Finn that. Balor. He's yeah, got, he's Finn Balor. He's got the Balor demon. has the demon thing, yeah. You know, I'm not even... Honest to God, I'm not even keeping up with WWE as much anymore. I mean, no, I, 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 I mean, jam, we, we, we both go to the same pay-per-view events, but... That's all I've done the last year, and and there is something I guess I will kind of skip ahead a little bit. There there is an interview that William Patrick Corgan gives to to I guess a radio show, but talks about that he thinks that a 
a new golden age of wrestling is approaching. And I, I fully agree with him. Watching. And so this is what's so cool about the NWA is if you're a hardcore wrestling fan or, or have a love for wrestling history, it is clear that Billy Corgan and the people behind the NWA do too. Because they are taking some of these older wrestlers or some of these historic wrestlers and, and either giving them uh, a new lease or at least giving them a degree of we – are, we are getting way, way, way off. I, I, <laughs> oh, I can just talk about wrestling all day long. So, so, so uh, <laughs> we'll go back to the videos again. Uh, Josephus is full of bliss and love. He's composing stuff. He's he he doesn't want anything from Tim Storm. He says in that first video, except well, actually, there is one small thing. He he does want to fight. If Tim wants to fight, he'll find a place, and Tim Storm could put his shot at Nick Aldis for the championship up on the line, and Josephus would be interested in that. But that's all on him. Which brings us into the next video. I'm determined we're at least getting the video. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Uh, this is why I love coming on your show as Gary, because I just love chatting with you. No, no, it's a lot of fun. Uh, will Tim Storm put up his NWA world title match to fight Josephus? It's a phone call with Tim Storm after the holidays. Uh, Tim Storm says, he said, I love you, Timothy. There's no love there. You saw what he did to me. If you're going to have a period of contemplation, you need to address this fact. If you want to make this happen, we have a score to settle. Uh, he's, he says, I'm not going to give a rematch up. Uh, I don't know who you think you are, but that's not going to happen. If you're the man you say you are, you just want to fight. Let's meet somewhere and fight. And so here was where I was like, yeah, he's got a point. Like, this was kind of shoddy writing because it's like, why would Tim Storm, like, even bother because he won the last match? And why, why would he give up his... Well, I, I don't know if it's shoddy writing. I mean, I, I no, think... No, 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 no. When I watched it. However, because I was like, I was like, Tim Storm has nothing to gain from this this call out oh yeah yeah i was gonna say it makes perfect sense that josephus would ask for it right and tim storm would be like when i saw like. it i thought it was shoddy until till we got to the next the video. next video and then i was like this is brilliant yeah josephus. because the writers knew that you would think why, why would tim storm do this who, who gives a shit yeah exactly uh so the next one is josephus and a spiritual advisor uh, and their shocking actions towards Tim Storm. So Josephus is... I got comments is, on that too, but... <laughs> Josephus is pacing. He gets one rage moment per day, according to his spiritual advisor, and... Tilda Swinton. I, Looks I, exactly I, like Tilda Swinton. I know you are you are super attracted to the spiritual advisor. I am attracted to the spiritual advisor. I can't explain it. It's just... I get it. Head or something. I don't know. I think she's... We, we all have... You and I have an understanding about the... the, <laughs> the... <laughs> we do. We always, like fall for the same horror movie characters <laughs> yeah. and everything. So, got a thing for the spiritual advisor. Not ashamed. Anyway, they want to spread enlightenment and love to someone else. And they're going to do it tonight. And they show up at Tim Storm's damn house. I thought it was his daughter's house. Or his daughter's house. I wasn't clear on that. I guess it's his daughter's yeah, that, house. So, <laughs> but here's the thing. is like, all right, so here's the, the shocking thing. is like, I mean, they ring a doorbell and no one's home, so they just leave? Like... I get it. I get I get why it's like a threat. But at the same time, it's like, huh, well, no one's home. We're going to go home now. It's not like they broke in and like he pissed on the carpet or something. Like they, they uh, didn't. Well, but. I, I get where Tim Storm's coming from. But like like seeing it, they they film it very well. So it looks threatening because there's the, the night vision and the, and the security cameras and everything. But when I thought about it again, I was just like, well, they just kind of went to the door. No one was home. Yeah, but Miles, <laughs> you have. Uh, we have no idea what was going to happen. We don't. And also, what I would 
put forth is that, you know, not to give too much away about your personal life, but you have a very lovely girlfriend. And if that, that that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah. If you were at work one day and somebody had an issue with you. Right. Yeah. And they're like, I mean, no, that, that's a, that's a fair they point. They knew you were at work and they just go show up at your place. Oh, you also, know you know my there. girlfriend, because she'd open the door and go, hello. I know. She'd be <laughs> super sweet about it. That's part of the problem, though, because yeah, they have no, you're right, ill you're intentions. Right. They're you're, big you're, jerks. You are 100% correct. I am, I'm wrong. The next video is Tim Store versus Josephus. The stipulation and location is revealed. And there you find out that Tim Store's daughter wasn't home. But Tim Storm says, you have opened the gates to hell. You want to see the dark side of Tim Storm? Is that what you want? Because that's what you're going to get. And I don't care where it is. I don't care what I have to put on the line. I don't care what you want. Because like I said, you've opened up the gates of hell. I will hunt you down as long as I have breath in my body and my heart is beating. I am going to finish you. It's a great performance. That is a fantastic performance because nothing is better than seeing the baby face crack and have this like moment of rage of righteous indignation and that's where, like, as a viewer, you're like, yes. Yeah, like, you get love him. Like, I mean, exactly. You've unleashed the, the gates of hell. Like, I was like, oh, man, this is this is fantastic. He says, you want the dark side of Tim Storm? You got it. He doesn't even care what happens now. It's own. And and this is where my prior concerns about, like, well, who gives a shit? Is like, okay, they they up the stakes, and they give the good guy character, like, throws caution to the wind. is like, nah, I'm going to f*** you up. <laughs> like you, you, you messed up, and I love that. Like again, as a fan of wrestling storytelling, it's compelling, it's fun. You've got a crazy character, a good dude, and everything they did as far as story beats was was perfect. I love that I've kept it PG all up until this episode. And <laughs> oh, was it supposed to be a PG show? No, I don't know. I, I guess we're gonna find out if anybody cares. I bleeped out Justin at one point. Oh, <laughs> the first. My bad. I, I, <laughs> no, I'm so used to being on your other show that I forgot no, that cursing. I, I, is... I did not establish that ahead of time. So I just thought you were a family man. That's all. No, Spe- you did not. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of family man, uh, Josephus, it pops back to him and the spiritual advisor. Josephus says, yeah, I get it. You're upset. I understand family. The spiritual advisor is my father, my brother, my mother, my uncle, and my sister. It made me think, Which I'm makes a sure- future video way more interesting. <laughs> You're right. And I'm not sure that he understands family. So, but you're right. It is going to make a video (laughs) very awkward. Anyway, that's not how this stuff works, Joe. He calls him in this video, by the way, Timothy Ulysses Storm. And I don't know. It doesn't matter. That is such an amazing name and an amazing uh, delivery that it does not matter if that's his name or not. So you find out here that uh, he has called the impact zone where Billy used to be. Which is cool. It's it's a, it's a cool bit of tying into your history, and it's also a pretty solid little venue. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool place. Uh, so for those that don't know the history, I mean, the short version of it, and there may be more of a story here later down the road, uh, which is stuff I'm finding. But so Billy Corgan kind of bought into TNA Impact, or right. I think it was before it was or after it was TNA, but he had like loaned them money as far as I understand. Like he was in it. And if they defaulted at a certain point, like he could take it over. He ended up becoming the president of impact, but then they, well, cause he default- tried to back out. Didn't he at one point? I don't know if it was that he tried to back out so much as like he, something had happened that should have made him in charge of it for the right. amount of time and money he'd invested in it. They fought back. 
There was a big court process. And I think it kind of boiled down to they stopped fighting because they're like, these guys are burying the name anyway. So this is not going to go anywhere. Let's do something different. Uh, He and David Lagana. Mm -hmm. And so that led to them finding out about the NWA and how much they could pay to get it instead and start their own thing from scratch, which personally I'm glad happened now. Yes. But it seems as though since then they've rekindled a bit of a relationship. They're okay with each other. And so we get to have a match here in the impact zone, a match where Josephus says, and I quote, would I beat you and leave you in a steaming pile of your own fecal matter? Whoa. WTF, Joe. Well, you know, he may have watched that. That's one CM Punk match <laughs> Yo, from Europe. Where he craps his pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Josephus is off the rails now. And even the spiritual advisor is kind of like giving a look to the camera like, whoa, what? <laughs> we come down, dude. Honestly, watching the videos with the, the spiritual advisor, she always has these offhand expressions while he's talking. She's- like, she's the one to watch because listen to him, but watch her because sometimes she'll give these random looks and I'm like, I love this. This yeah. is this is so much fun. This is everything I want from a wrestling character. She's wonderful. Anyway, the spiritual advisor says this is his destiny and he'll be the greatest NWA champ at all, of all time. <clears throat> Which takes us into the next video, which is the rules for Josephus versus Tim Storm. It's an empty arena match. Uh, Plus there's some commentary from Austin Idol. Uh, This is a breaking news segment, like the NWA. I think it's super cute, though. I like it. You like it. Fred hated it. He can hate it all he wants, but that... Not to discount Fred, but that's one of those dramatic storytelling flares that I love. That's one of those things where if you're a fan of the storytelling, it's going to add just a little bit of panache to it. That's all it is. It's it's garnish, but it's it's a specific kind of garnish that I like. Like it, it just adds that little bit of dressiness to the storytelling that makes it more engaging for me. Yeah, that's that's an interesting to see the other side of that. So this breaking news segment uh, establishes the rules that it's an empty arena match, which has essentially no rules. Basically, no countouts, no DQ, blah blah blah. Yeah, it was just like don't kill each other, but. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So there's a history of empty arena matches. Uh, so, I mean, it goes back to Jerry the King Lawler versus Terry Funk in one. I mean, Mankind mm. and the Rock ended up having one at like a Super Bowl halftime show, which is pretty famous. Uh, yeah. Back in the day. But anyways, but again, like you're, you're, when you bring up Mankind and the Rock, it's like, yeah, two of the biggest characters they've had in the last 25 years. Like, you're 100% right. So they get on a phone call with Austin Idol. He says he doesn't even care what they do. Why should Nick Aldis and him care what they do to each other? He says it looks like Larry, Curly, and Mo Cephas. And <laughs> I remember that. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. Uh, he says Storm got caught sleeping. He lost his title. He's supposed to be an educator. He couldn't even see us coming. And Nick Aldis is the real deal. I mean, it kind of makes but, sense. But like, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that, and again... Not to bring it back to the WWE, which I know we've, we continuously do, but but the reason that I'm doing this is because this is what is so refreshing about the NWA. It's bringing back manager characters, you yeah, know, yeah, and and things that have been missing from wrestling, and that's what I'm I'm looking for in places like the NWA and the AEW is to have legit competition. You have to fulfill the roles that are, have been missing from the thing you're competing against, and that's one thing that the NWA is doing pretty well. 
is they're using not only just a manager character, but hey, he's a legendary person, you know? Right, right. Then the very next video we get is the Tim Storm versus Josephus empty arena match. It's from Impact Wrestling, uh, January 14th, night. Uh, 1918 2018 in the impact zone in orlando florida they time traveled there's a ring announcer for some reason <laughs> i don't know i i was caught off guard because when, when I, I guess i i forgot the rules of a no arena match and so when i saw a ref and announcers i was like i thought there was supposed to be nobody here i thought we we're just gonna watch the cameraman just like film these two assholes <laughs> yeah but the, the ring announcer also says josephus is making his way from the mojave desert which we saw Josephus on suspension, so yeah. I'm not sure that's entirely accurate either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no. And So here it was my first big criticism, is they had been building up this, this Josephus versus Tim Storm match. And at first, Tim Storm just beats the living hell, uh, Josephus. And and you, you're kind of with him at first. You know, he's got the righteous indignation that I talked about. But it's like half the match. He's just kind of like beating him around the bleachers. And it's... After about two or three minutes, it gets boring. I, I think they're trying to tell the story of like Tim Storm losing his mind as well in the process. I think that's I could see that. I could see that. But but yeah, I get what you're saying. It it does seem a bit long. If it's I'm not visually critical. entertaining. Yeah, yeah, especially with no crowd. I mean, they try to do a couple of things. Uh, there is an announced team. Jeremy Borash uh, is on loan from TNA. There, he's he was famously with impact wrestling and he's legit one of the best announcers of the business he actually works with if i'm not mistaken nxt now he's already been signed right. by them and moved there as well as samuel shaw who was the other which if there if there's a thing to so really say about the wwe is nxt is kind of where it's at as far as like legit cool wrestling yeah and samuel shaw who was the co-announcer here is now a signed wrestler with nxt or an nxt prospect You'll, you'll be seeing more of Samuel Shaw later, by the way. But yeah, no spiritual advisor this time. Josephus just brings out a picture. and uh, Which he does fairly often. Yeah, it's fun that it's just... Uh, it's fun that they're in the impact zone, which might be familiar to a lot of people. Right, no, I, but th I, could, I thought that was cool. But I could get you being critical because, Miles, you're actually seeing, I would say thus far, more actual wrestling matches in our stuff than the other two episode, you know, guys on the episode. Well, I, I get you. it. You want to save the best for the best. I get it. Right, right. But but yeah, you get to see more actual wrestling matches. Those guys ended up getting through like, you know, several videos and getting like a match or two, and you're getting a few. I got like, like four, I think. Yeah, I think about four. Once they're in the ring, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Once, once like it's like like 15 minutes into the match it feels like. And then they get in the ring and I mean, both are exhausted because Tim Storm has been wailing on this dude for a good 10 10 to 15 minutes. Now there's stuff I like about it. Like Tim Yelling at him, and Josephus screaming. Right, and, it's like, it's off. it's fun, but it's not just this for ten minutes. Fun because Josephus when, begging for mercy. When you say it, when you say it, ten minutes. Oh, that's not that very long. But when you actually sit and watch something for ten minutes, that's not just scripted television. Ten minutes is a long time. Yeah, it does feel like they could have gotten the point across a little quicker. I, I suppose to but, like the point where Tim Storm's just like tossing chairs in the ring. Like, chairs are coming in the ring now. teacher yeah so that stuff is fun because yeah he's he's kind of you know cracking and joseph is actually starting to fight back a little bit yeah he and, screams enlightenment yeah <laughs> which is 
amazing. It, it honestly reminded me of a stupid scene in the league where the dude starts screaming, Gattaca! Oh, yeah. Um, but no, it's just, it's it becomes more engaging. And then there are some really, honestly, dangerous stunts. Yeah. Like, I mean, when, when I saw that, I was genuinely worried for Tim Storm when he brings the two ladders out and then he falls off the ring, hits one on in the middle of his back and then falls on the other ladder. Whether or not it's just a stunt, that hurt. <laughs> that That is the ending of the match. Tim Storm takes that nasty bump and uh, yeah, it, and, and, it, and it comes at the at the expense of uh, Tim Storm's eyes because Josephus does seem to put some uh, salve in Tim Storm's eyes, which is why it took 3% of Josephus. <laughs> which is fun. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun. And all of this leads into, up until this point, probably my favorite video of the whole thing, uh, which is Josephus celebrating the empty arena match. He has bought out a bar. So which, which, which calls back to why it doesn't make sense for her to be his mother, father, sister, brother, <laughs> uncle. We're having a party. We're having a party. We're having a party. That's actually a really good impression. <laughs> also, yeah, we're having a party, but there's no one else there. No, he only invited the spiritual advisor. And uh, there's the bartender who he has named Corgan. It's a bearded man wearing a Sandman t-shirt. Spiritual advisor shows up on the motorcycle. She comes in and yeah, Josepha says, your name is Corgan tonight. And that's what I'm going to, when I say your name, you appear. So Josephus does a toast to Tim, who has the best tan in wrestling, uh, his daughter, Nick, and his short stint with the title, the universal heartthrob, who he calls the women's pet and the men's regret. I guess that's Austin Idol's catchphrase. Uh, yes. He says they're going to regret mocking the spiritual advisor. And a toast to Billy Corrigan. He's Billy now, right? Yeah, the spiritual advisor says he's Billy now. <laughs> which uh, is, which is, I don't, I, I, I laughed at that. I thought it was pretty funny. Like, so I like to give Billy Corgan a lot of guff for many things from the last fifteen years. But and when you hear, and I'm gonna take a break to talk about this for a second. When you hear that uh, any any celebrity celebrated person, any celebrity gets involved in something like professional wrestling. It always does seem like a vanity project. Very rarely do you think, oh, this person genuinely loves it. And to give Billy Corgan his credit, you can tell the man loves wrestling. So, so to go back to the, the Tim Storm Josephus fight. I don't want to take away <laughs> from this video, this Tim Storm and Josephus, or I'm sorry, the Josephus celebration at the party. Oh, right, right. right. So the celebration. So um, a lot of it is the repetition we're having a party. We're having a party. We're having a party. Party. And then he starts hitting on the spiritual advisor. Yes. Drunk Josephus is amazing. He starts putting those moves on the spiritual advisor. He says, uh, you know. I know you've I, taken a vow of chastity or purity or something. <laughs> think, well, he says that, you know, talks about impure thoughts. If okay, it's be impure thoughts. To have it's been a while thoughts. since I've watched this. <laughs> I don't think they mentioned the vow of chastity, but. You know, either way, who could blame him? But seriously, you know, props to her for expressing so many things with no words. Like, she is just... No, and she's she does a great job with her facial expressions. Like, to you needed someone who, had, who was very expressive. And for the spiritual advisor, you could not have picked a better person to do it. Yeah, she's, she's doing great. He tries to hit on her a little bit, and he's like, I'm, I'm doing this all wrong. 
I'm going to draw it out for you. So it shows them like on a bench later. And he's like drawing her a diagram. This is you and this is me. And blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden he, he feel, he says, I quote, I feel some enlightenment coming to me right now. <laughs> and he runs off. So he had to go number one or number two or. I think he was puking. Number three, if that's number three. <laughs> Pretty sure he was puking. I think that is number three. Yeah. Puking is number three. He he stumbles back out and goes to the bartender. Am I alive on Periscope right now? <laughs> and I love that. I forgot we're Periscope on, was a thing. Yeah, we're on Periscope Alive. Well, it's on my Twitter now, so it's just like going live on Twitter, right. basically. The bartender has to tell him your advisor bailed. But anyway, he finishes it out being drunk. We're having a party. <laughs> just left that. We're having a party. We're having a party. So... That was one of my favorite videos. Just a lot of fun. It, it, it is really fun. But again, I, that's why I love Joe Steve is he's such a character. 